Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts, Talia Bacassis and Kim France, coming to you live with another intro this time from our closets. <laughs> so we have a new show with a super guest, Kim's mom. But before we get to that, uh, I think we should probably check in. How are you doing? Today is actually not a bad day. It's, a, it's an ugly day here in the city, and it's a little cold out, but I woke up in a pretty good mood. I had a um, quote-unquote brunch date with my friend Craig, who lives out in L.A., and that was super fun. Oh, that's nice. So, so far, today is good. How about you? I'm good. Today is good. Yesterday was not good, as you know, because we were supposed to do this yesterday, and I canceled on you because I was just miserable. Mm. Um. It's just a hard thing to be doing this. I feel like I'm trapped in some kind of weird video game uh, where I have to survive in this house with these people in this situation, and I'm not very good at it. Like, I don't even know. I know it's not a competition, but I don't know what's harder, being with the same four people for weeks on end or being alone like you are, which is difficult in a different way. Yeah, I think it isn't a competition as much as I would like to win this one. <laughs> It really, it's really, it's just one bowl of sucky versus another bowl of sucky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> bowl of sucky. <laughs> well, I was thinking we needed to introduce a new feature to the podcast, and that's things that are keeping me sane. So what are the things that are keeping you sane? Well, big time, you know, Zoom chatting and FaceTiming with people. Music continues to keep me sane. Um, I've been watching Downton Abbey, which I only oh. ever watched a couple seasons of, um, but there are many seasons, and I've realized it's like the perfect quarantine show Why? because you can pretend that they're quarantined like you. 
because they live in this big house in the country. They never leave the house or they rarely leave the house. And they all get dressed up for dinner, even if nobody's coming over and they all kind of stand far away from each other. It works as a quarantine show. Oh, that's perfect. That solves the problem of watching all these shows and yelling at people like social distancing when they get too close (laughs) to each other. A woman I follow on Twitter decided to do something on Sundays called Distance But Make It Fashion. And so she asked everybody she knew to dress up in something fabulous from their closet and take a picture of themselves and then post it on her Twitter feed. Oh, that's amazing. It was kind of genius. I think she's doing it every Sunday. So distance, but make it fashion. Check it out. Is that a hashtag? It is. It is a hashtag. What about you? Well, I guess some kind of parallel to Downton Abbey is uh, we have become obsessed with the Great British Baking Show, Mm -hmm. which is very soothing and so low stakes. I mean, people barely cry when they get kicked off the show. (laughs) And I mean, it's not that attainable. The things that they bake are pretty outrageously complicated. It's just engrossing enough that I can only focus on that. And it's good. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, that stupid app, My Talking Pet, is keeping me sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's this app that you can take a photo of your dog and make it talk. What up, my bitches? How you enjoying quarantine? And I've been sending them to everybody, and I sent them to you. But then the thing that fucking drove me crazy is that there was a three-day free trial, and I told myself I would unsubscribe. But then the kids were having so much fun with it that I thought, oh, I'll just do an extra month. And by accident, I just spent... $32 on a yearly subscription. Ah, oh, but the pleasure it's going to bring you. I, I just thought of something else I did this morning that was highly amusing. I was texting with a friend of my younger brother's, mm. and he's a very good cook. So I said, I challenge you, I'm just going to take photographs of various things in my pantry, and you're going to tell me what you would do with them. <laughs> People are so creative. That's awesome. <laughs> so we did that for a while. It was super fun. Um, well, so here's my segue into how's your mom doing? My mom is doing very well. We, we FaceTime multiple times a day and she's cooking a beef barley soup today. She's, you know, taking good care of herself. I, you know, really taking seriously that she needs to just be home now. You know, she's an inspiration to me. She just like, she's not letting it get her down and she's up, she's 82 years old. She's up uptown alone you know but she seems in good spirits so this is one of the conversations that we recorded all three of us in person which is feels like a long time ago at this point it was pre-quarantine times and i hope you guys like it as much as we did i also thought it was worth mentioning um your mom talks about contemplating mortality in the conversation and Mm -hmm. i feel like that's kind of a different thing in the current climate, but I still think what she said has a lot of value. Yeah, me too. So here is our conversation with Eve France. My voice is unusually deep this morning. It's very deep. (laughs) It is. People call me Mr. France all the time. time. So we have a special guest today. Uh, That guest is Eve France, Kim's mom. (laughs) Say hi, Eve. Hi, how are you all? So how old are you? 82. 82. You do have an unusually deep voice. Has it always been that way? Yes, it's gotten deeper with age, but it's always been. My mother, too, had a very deep voice. How come you don't, you, uh, you don't know why? I, I don't guess. know. I also don't have big tits. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're wearing a jacket, so I can't really tell. <laughs> Should I have said more about her? Why, why she's here as our guest? <laughs> she's here as our guest because our guest dropped out at the last minute. <laughs> and I was like, it's too bad we can't have our moms on. And Tally was like, we can have your mom on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like kind of a cool idea. Yeah. And I've heard a lot about you, actually. Um, Kim talks about you a lot. And you seem to be uh, a, a very impressive figure. Thank you. Yeah. So tell I'm us... doing old age well. Oh, good. That's what we need to hear. <laughs> What's the trick to doing it old age well? Well, I think two of the tricks are, which I, I saw on a, a video of that woman with the great big glasses. I can't think of her name. Oh, the one you... Um, she oh, was yes. in fashion for years, and she was like 92 and amazing. I- Iris Apfel. Yes, yeah. yes. She said two things. You have to stay involved and curious about the world, and you have to keep a sense of humor. And they're two of my strong suits. So that's good. I'm curious about endless things. It, it, it is it's a delightful feeling to me. Like, this is an interesting adventure to me. You know, I have a cold, I have a sprained ankle, but here I am. And um, a sense of humor, what's better? And, you know, you have to be lucky with some good health, too. So I would say in terms of age that since my husband died five years ago and I adored him, he was a second marriage after 17 years of being single, uh, they've been good years. I wish he was here. He, we had a wonderful love together, but um, it's been good years because there is, of course, always that feeling if you're an independent woman, oh, boy, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. So that, I guess that's some of the secret to up till now. And how do you maintain your curiosity? That's an, I, I, That's such an abstract thing. I'll just find myself drawn to, you know, last week I went to an improv uh, club with um, an ex-creator writing teacher, and then they just have to do a, a bit. Well, I just found that fascinating. So, I, you know, I just, I just think it's a lucky thing. You know, like some people are born beautiful, <laughs> some people are born curious. <laughs> <laughs> what was your, did you work in your life? Yes, I, well, first of all, I taught fifth grade in Chicago, uh, like in the late 50s. And then I I didn't work at all. And then I opened a store in the late 70s in Houston that was uh, a wonderful little store. And uh, um, What did you sell? We sold either antiques, all personal accessories, scarves, jewelry. Not fine, fine jewelry, but it was very interesting. And then we did um, very high-level crafts. Mm. And so I had that store for about 18 years till I moved to New York. And in that time, I started making jewelry. I did metal work. I did a lot of passometry and big things. Cause What's passometry? Passometry is antique trim. Antique trim. Okay. Because you said that as if we all know, but I guess you <laughs> no, know what I, it is. Well, I, I know the word because I've heard her say passometry many times. Right. But okay. I never knew what it meant. Okay. Did you always know that you were cut out for a creative field as opposed to, you know, working in accounting? Or Not at all. Like, no? If we want to go back to 1958 when I got engaged, the only thing I cut, thought I was cut out for was to get married, uh-huh. <laughs> live in Houston, have a couple of kids. Uh, I knew I wanted to learn and I wanted to be active, but uh, no, even friends of mine who graduated and went on to have careers, that was early then. 
Mm-hmm. And if you grew up in Texas, those women were get engaged by 19. They were lavalier. They were pinned. So, no, I had none of those aspirations at all. I loved art. What does art. that mean, they were lavalier? I know. What does that mean to be lavaliered? What? What does it mean to oh, be lavalier? Oh, lavalier, you don't even know those terms. There were levels. First, you got lavaliered, which, just, which was a necklace with the Greek letters of the fraternity. Uh-huh. So that wasn't so serious. Then you got pinned. And when you got pinned, you wore their, their, their fraternity pin. So you're talking the, about your boyfriend. That's a serious boyfriend. You're going to get engaged. <laughs> Whoa, that is a... So when I got pinned and told my friends in Texas, I said, when are you getting married? I had no clue I was going to get married yet. So anyway, no. My Growing up in Texas in the 50s, in a particular kind of home I grew up in, they they wanted me to go to college. They wanted me educated, but they wanted me married. Mm, (laughs) And frankly, if I look back at my writing... um, I, I see that that was my aspiration. So all my aspirations came much later and even interfered with child rearing and having young children and a husband. But then once I got involved in the store mm. I, and not my own work, I got very obsessed with it. So you're saying that initially you wanted to just get married, but then eventually you started to have ambition outside of... Well, of course. I mean, I was 28 years old living in a lovely home in a very nice neighborhood with three kids. And I thought, is this it? Yeah, I had that sense that this was not going to be enough. And I was very overwhelmed when I started the business because I did have three young kids and I had a business which was getting a lot, most of my attention. So they were complicated years. But ultimately, it was a good thing I did. I think maybe you would agree, Kim. Yeah, I think it was it was it was very good for you. I yeah, mean, I, I think it, it gave you a lifeline. I think you also she was in an unhappy marriage, hmm. and I think it gave you something outside of the marriage to focus on. And it gave and it, and it showed me that my mother could work. And do you feel like she also showed you how to be curious? I think that it helped that she was very curious. But at the time, I just wanted her to be like the other moms in Houston. Uh. I just wanted, like, you know, everybody else in their house had, like, those terrible retouched family portraits that you would get at, like, you Sears. know, the photographer would come. And we didn't have, like, a family portrait like that. And she was interested in contemporary art. And mm-hmm. I didn't like any, you know, I didn't understand the art that was on the walls. And I just wanted her to be normal and like the other moms. And I remember when I found marijuana. <laughs> And that was just, I Wait, was like. Wait, you found marijuana for yourself or you I found, found her, her marijuana. marijuana when I was like 13 or so. And I was just like, this is like a bad dream. This is like a, this is this <laughs> but here I happening am. to me. <laughs> but no, I'm sure she, I, I can understand she would have liked a normal mom. And in a way, so did I. So did I want a mom that was more. My mother didn't cook. My father used to say that the kitchen was the room she had to walk through to get to the garage. <laughs> How old were you when you had your kids? I had my kids at, I I would say, my first kid at 23. I had all three of wow. them by 28. Wow. Compared to what people do. Yeah. Today, it's quite, it's, it's quite different. How do you think motherhood changed you? I, I, you know, I can, I'll tell you truthfully how I feel about motherhood. I wish I had been older when I had children because I don't think I knew how it, I mean, you just decided you wanted three children, but you wanted to get married and have a house, three children, 
and I think that I missed a lot. I think they missed a lot, and I missed a lot because I think I'm good with people and good with children, but I was preoccupied. I did have a difficult husband, and I had some of my own issues. So, um, Do you have any regrets about motherhood? Sure. I have a lot of regrets about motherhood. I think I could have done a much better job. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, and it's a loss for me. It was difficult for my children because they had a, 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 a really troubled father, and I had they had a preoccupied mother, and uh, that was tough for them. Hmm. Sure, I have regrets. Tally said something interesting. You know, we've been preparing an episode about anger, and she said she never gets angrier than she does at her own children. That's so interesting. <laughs> They push my buttons in a way, and sometimes it's the anger at the situation that I'm in. You well, know? I, I think that is true. I think um, I wouldn't say it's a major feeling I have with them, but there are certainly times I get, I get angry, yes. Uh, or now if I'm 82 and I've got one person that needs some help in some ways and he's just divorced— and I think to myself, I'm 82 now. You know, I never imagined when they were in their 50s, there might still be some unresolved things. So uh, it, it's not so much angry. Although I suppose you and I have been angry because it's a mother-daughter thing. And I think there's a certain inevitability to that. I certainly had issues with my mother. You know, what, what, what you have with your mother, you sometimes pass on to your daughter. Well, that's what I worry about sometimes, too, is that I come off as disgruntled to them because sometimes I'm just mad at the situation. Like I want to be doing other things. I don't want to be making dinner or I, I don't. So I think I'm uh, irritated at the situation that I'm in. And then I snap and I get I get snippy with them and it's not their fault. <laughs> but then I feel like, why are you guys assuming that I'm going to make you guys dinner? <laughs> I mean, they're children, but you know, you... Well, that is true, and particularly your generation where women oh, really forward. feel like they can have their careers. It was very interesting. I saw the play um, about Bella Absog uh-huh, this weekend, and while I didn't like the performance of it, I was not very—I was not really a real feminist because I had kids. I was in Texas, so it was fascinating reading about her and just knowing how brave she was and how determined. And I thought about just how incredibly different it was when I was a young woman and the women today. And even though you have struggles, because sure, you've got your career. I know about being obsessed with the career, and you've got kids whining and needing things, and you, re you resent it at some level. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that's almost unavoidable. Um, all right, why don't we take a break here uh, for some ads, and we'll be back. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. In a moment. Welcome back to Everything is Fine. Um, this You kind of talked about this a bit earlier, but how have you dealt with aging? Has it been like a peaceful thing for you or more of a reckoning? Uh, yes, I kind of have an unusual feeling about it. I think it's really important to know that we're mortal and that the good news is you get to come and the bad news is you're going to go. And at one point I realized walking down a street in New York on any street we were all going the same place, and mm -hmm. we were all going to die. And so it was really, it has always been extremely important to me to know that. If I think back, and I'm a very secular person, but there is a prayer in the Jewish religion which says a time to live, a time to die, or a time yeah, to Yeah, Tally's Jewish. Yeah. Okay. Time but still. To, <laughs> a time to reap, a time to sow. And I, I bought that story, and I believe that very truly. And I, I think my second husband, Howard, who was a wonderful man, he wanted to live to 100. And I used to say, well, what about quality? Yeah. It, and in fact, I feel so strongly that you, that you live freer if you're not just denying it entirely. So, no, I'm not, I'm not terrified of dying. I heard, I, I heard about this week thing called We Croak, and it's an app that you download onto your phone and that gives you uh, notifications every day, like some kind of philosophical quote or poem or something about death. Hmm. And I was like, why would you do this? But basically, the philosophy behind it is that you are able to live a happier life if you contemplate mortality once a day, which 
I can't exactly I don't figure know out I, why, but why that would be, but it seems in line with what you're saying. Like, I don't do that, but I do very firmly believe that it is, you have to be aware of it. Well, I guess the idea is then you'll appreciate things more. I guess, like, yeah. What, I, I mean, think you're not running in fear so much. You're not pushing it down. And look, we all deny death, obviously, and I do too. But it is, it's just part of life. And as such, we need to, I don't know if respect's the right word, but we need to acknowledge that and be comfortable with that. Now, that, that won't mean I won't be terrified when I get the final word or I won't, or, or it, what, what does happen is that. Well, she's a, not going to die. <laughs> at a certain point, <laughs> it, it, you know something's going to happen and you don't know what it's going to be and when. But that's the scary part. That's, and I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, that is sort of the scary part. But then somehow you have to come around to that is in the human condition. Every mm-hmm. human being has that same, and some of us live with our, the end of our lives better than others because of it. Mm-hmm. So that's my philosophy. Well, I mean, you certainly, if you're thinking about death more often, I mean, <laughs> it definitely makes the conversations that we've had about aging and beauty seem irrelevant and superficial. <laughs> How have you felt about beauty as you age? Well, I think I look pretty good for 82, okay? You do, you do. Uh, and I've got a degree of vanity. I've never been a very vain woman. My, Howard was much vainer than I was. He looked <laughs> in the mirror all the time. I said, quit looking in the mirror all the time. Every brown spot he recorded. Oh, really? Uh, I was never a beautiful woman, but as I look back at pictures of myself, I was a very attractive woman. You don't ever have a Did you know you were beautiful when you were little? Or you, let's say when you were, by the time you were at Williston. I don't think that's something I've ever th- thought about myself. But you knew you were beautiful. No, I don't think I was beautiful. Do you but, remember those pictures that were taken when you yes, were at Yes, I know the pictures House? that you like a lot. You were a beautiful woman in those. There's no, and the picture I have of you was 17 that Nancy Jane took. You're a beautiful woman. I was not a naturally beautiful woman. Your father's family— You're making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> what? Well, maybe you need to be more comfortable with that. Her, her father's family, they were all handsome. Hmm. Her father was handsome. Her mother, His mother was beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I think that I, I probably was aware that in high school that, like, I was pretty, but I wasn't— but I certainly wasn't by Houston standards. Well, I you think, know, well, I, I Houston did. was a quirky, it was a bad energy for you. And, and even the neighborhood we lived in was not great energy. But by the time you were in college and you were working at, say, New York Magazine, you didn't know you were beautiful? No, I thought I was, like, cute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say she's aging very well, too. Indeed. Uh, now, what have you done? Let's talk about your maintenance. What do I do for maintenance? Well, I'll tell you the truth. What I do to maintenance twice a year, I go in and I get the little shots here. You do? Uh-huh. What shots here? People can't see where you're putting your fingers. Um, well, I think one's Botox, and then there's another one. Restylane, maybe? Yes. I love yeah. that you don't know. I'm not medical. I don't. <laughs> you're like, one of them. I, somebody knows. I don't know what it is. It's in you a got file. It. You yeah. got me. You're like, put the thing in my face. I don't know. What? Then she gives <laughs> me a chemical know? peel. Because 
I think, <laughs> I, I, and not blaming this on Gelta, she was so obsessed with illness and wanted to check your bowel movements and oh, all uh, that stuff. Your so mom, I, yeah. I'm just the opposite. Uh, and uh, so I'm not very sophisticated about even a procedure like enhancing your looks. So but you I don't do, wear makeup by the looks of things. Well, I may not have gotten it together today, <laughs> but I don't wear much makeup. Um, you know, I take care of my hair, and what I read the most probably the most important thing I do is um, um, I exercise a lot. That's mm. very important. To I was me. wondering about that. What's and, your exercise regimen? Well, mostly I walk because I have a dog, and I walk every place. So that since I have my they measure it. Um, you know, I, we always like to compete with <laughs> something. I can walk, you know, Wait, three to five. Who miles. measures what? Well, my my. Oh, you have phone. a Fitbit thing. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So all right. I walk three to five miles a day, and I have a trainer twice a week. So in your life, how do you feel like you've been with expressing emotion and love? Like, was that something that was difficult for you? I don't think it's difficult to me, but she may have a different answer. I was telling Tally yesterday that when I was growing up, I thought you were kind of a bitch. And I think it was that you were you were unhappy a lot of the time. Well, it's... And I think you were... I mean, that was that's sort of my sense memory of you from being a child, was not like a warm and huggy person. I think that, I, I, you know, which you obviously are. But when you were... When I was younger, I think I... I, 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 I I remember differently. Well, I, and I and I think that's true. I think that's probably true. I think those years were really hard with your dad, and I had some of my own issues, and so therefore, I was distracted, or else I was running to get away, at being active at the museum, and that was an, a kind of an, an escape. Um, anyway, well, how did you guys get closer? I'll let you answer that. I would say, well, my father was an alcoholic and um, who quit drinking very sadly about a year and a half before he died. Mm. Um, but he he and I were having a very difficult time. And um, I didn't I was very unhappy when I spent time with him. And I said to my mom, I remember this weekend we went to San Antonio for a wedding for like Pam's niece or Anyway, we went to San Antonio for a wedding, and I remember sitting on the hotel room bed and saying to you, I wish I didn't have to see him anymore. And you said, you don't have to. And I remember that moment being a very, like, bonding moment. And, and I think it was around those years when things were really difficult with my dad and my parents were pretty newly divorced that I really bonded with her. And I think, you know, when I got to college, I realized that she was like, you know, really, a, like I was lucky that she was my mom. Oh, that's awfully nice. That was worth coming down here. <laughs> she doesn't get this very often. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> now you have written me notes. It's it's so interesting because if you have contention, I uh, do. You have daughters, sons. Oh, daughters yeah. are different. Yeah, sons are. Well, I was she likes say, her sons better. Yeah. No, that is no, not what, true. But I was going to say, so bef for, regarding before, is it hard for you to hear when Kim says, "Oh, you were distant, or you, or you were a bitch back then"? Is that hard? No, to hear? because I, I can, I, I can accept that. Mm -hmm. I can accept that that was true because there is nothing that I am really. A, I'm not a bitchy woman. There, 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 
pretty obvious, and I think you'd agree. But I think that any indictments, I do think sometimes they remember things a little. Uh, there should be a statue of limitation on certain things that you're they're angry at. Yeah, I, I do feel that way, but um, I do accept the criticism. Do you ever feel? Do you feel right now like you're invisible in society? Oh, sure. I, it doesn't affect me ego wise, but uh, yes, you do get marginalized, and, and I don't feel acutely invisible. Okay. But yeah, there is a disregard, a gentle disregard, particularly by young people. But of course, I want to be with people of all ages, but you don't want to be with people when perhaps they're patronizing you by just listening and saying, oh my God, she went on and on. So how do you handle that feeling, the feeling that you have when you feel disregarded? Well, I think my ego is strong enough now I think after all the insecurities of the ways I think I've failed, uh, I have prevailed. I am here. I'm sitting across from my daughter. We're doing this. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to every day. I mean, that sounds Pollyanna, but then when I can get up and I know I can walk and after the few aches and pains go away, um, I'm very grateful. Uh, so you think that's a key also to being content in your life is yeah, gratefulness. I would say this has been probably one of the most content periods. That's very weird to say because after I had a wonderful relationship with my husband, but he's the reason I'm in such good shape today. Even, Why? Even though he was only here, we were only together 14 years. Why do you say that? What did he do that made you well, feel this way? Well, he loved me like nobody else ever loved me. I don't even think my mother and father loved me the much as he loved me. Oh. Uh, yes, it is touching, and it was yeah. very beautiful. So that that sustained me. It's why I never cared about meeting another man. And the few men I met just said, "Oh, please, I don't, I don't like old men. I'm going to talk about themselves all the time." Uh, no, he 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 filled what hadn't been filled uh, with my first husband or my parents. Huh? Do you miss having sex? No, because I have been around, as you know. She was a little <laughs> bit of a slut. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a virgin when I married. But then, but then wouldn't that mean you'd miss it more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would think you would miss it more. No, no. I, I think I have enough of a buildup. Uh, but wait, do you still have sexual desire? Uh, sometimes I do. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I do. Uh, it would be nice if I, 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 I thought if I met a man that I could just do things with, have an exchange, hear about his life, know my life. Oh, I thought you meant Tinder. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, I think it's possible to still have it. I think I probably, I'm not without it. Hmm. I'm not without it. But it's very, very minimal. You don't have to well, deal with it. too. Yeah, Even yeah. though I think women, I have a friend now that just met a guy and she's 78 and they're just going to bed every night. <laughs> every night, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and it can happen. <laughs> yeah, well, they say that um, sexually transmitted diseases are very prevalent in old age homes. Yeah, they really? Do. I've yeah. heard that. I've it's heard that true. in Florida that there are uh, retirement communities where like STDs are rampant. Oh my God, that's Isn't crazy. That, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I think you, uh, look, I met my husband at 60, I was 64 and he was six, seven years older than me. Mm. And we certainly made love and had an active sex, sex life. But um, no, it's, it's just, it's not something 
I'm interested in now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have a nice group of friends. I have my children, and I have my life and how I'm how I live it. So mm-hmm. uh, another man, and a lot of these men, they just want you to take care of them. They're, they're looking because both men I dated wanted a serious relationship, and with one man, I couldn't get him to ask quit asking me where the relationship was going to go. It was really irritating me. And one day I just looked at him and I said, did you ever hear the song, Don't Fence Me In? He got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he never called Well, it me. wasn't very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't be subtle with him. Do you have any advice that you would give to your younger self about... Oh, boy. What's it, maybe not, you know, about the particulars of um, your child rearing, or, but maybe about what's important. You know, don't get married too young, but you all don't get married too young anymore. Mm. Who gets married and has three children by 28? Religious people. Oh, those, you know. Yeah, they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else? Um, which child do you love the most? <laughs> you know, that they do that all the time to me. <sighs> because she loves come my closer. younger brother the most. That is, that is not she true. Young, she come loves... closer, Eve, come closer. That is not true. The thing about it <laughs> she is... She totally loves Todd the most. No, no. I would, what I would say about my relationship with Todd, we are the most alike. Oh. Temperamentally, visually, we are... You wouldn't say so? Kim's making faces <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> entirely the answer. You just love like, him the most. You just love him the most. No, I don't particularly love him the most. You have to get over that. Okay. Thank you, Eve, so much for coming in today. I love talking to you, and I think I'm going to try to take a page from the Eve France book of aging. (laughs) I should write a book on aging. Thank you for coming, Mom. Yeah. I was delighted to come. Good luck to you all. (laughs) Thanks. So thanks, everyone, for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts, Talia Bacassis. And Kim France. If you like the show, be sure to rate it and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have suggestions for show ideas or anything else, email us at tallyandkim at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram that is EIF Podcast, and individually our accounts are Talia Bacassis and Kim France NYC. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 